Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Market Wrap for APW for 25th of February 2022. Glad to see you all back. If it's the first time you've been here, then where have you been? How can we help to educate you and to help you learn about the investment property market, residential property market in the UK? If you don't listen to this sort of thing, you've got to go out and do your own research, carpe diem, all that sort of stuff. Um, carpe diem, seize the day. No, caveat emptor, that's what I meant. Okay, this week we're going to talk about um, how did owning a home become so unaffordable in the UK? What has happened? Basically, buying a home nowadays is off limits for a lot of people because they can't save because of rising rents, because of the furlough scheme, lack of affordable homes. This year, average house is £244,000. By the way, Stuart Williamson here, APW. Um, I'm at the helm today. You cast your minds back, if you can, if you're old enough, to the 1970s. Harold Wilson, Three Day Weeks, Ted Heath, Gabardine Max, that's what I remember. But at the same day, same time, Three Day Week was a pretty grim time. At that time, across, at the beginning of the 70s, a third of all homes in Great Britain, it's like a different country in reality, a third of all homes were social housing, i.e. council housing. And most people lived in that way or, or lived in rental accommodation. Average house price was £4,000. In 1980, Margaret Thatcher came along, bless her socks, and introduced a, a, a steroid version of the, the right to buy, which had always been around. As a council house tenant, you could always buy your home. But the way she did it was to in, take it and basically give you a 70% discount. And of that money you spend, much of it didn't have to go back to the council. So the councils lost funding, which meant they could, could build fewer properties, which meant that council housing numbers started to fall. So by the time 1985 came along, it had gone from 33% of people living in uh, social housing to 80% owning their own houses. Amazing increase if you think about it. During that five-year period, half a million council houses were sold off. And at the same time, Council, ha council housing stock was falling, so they were building less less, less councils, council houses. At the same time, financial markets were deregulating and mortgages were becoming a lot more e easily available. This is the start of the supply-demand mismatch which you're experiencing today, and people seem to say, ooh, this is a new thing. It's not. In 1992, the number of new homes completed in the UK was just 179,000, okay, which is half the number built in 1972. In 95, everyone starts getting into buy to let. I mean, when I started off doing this, houses were one things you lived in or, or things you bought as a second residence. But it started to go mainstream then. The Association of Residential Letting Agents and the, and the four major lenders at the time got together and put a, a, a scheme together and the scheme was specialist mortgages which included rent then you had falling interest rates around that period house prices started to go up quickly banks re responded to that by coming up more with more exciting ideas banks a common theme here banks and they came up with things called, for example, the Together Mortgage by Northern Rock, which is a home loan that allowed you to borrow 
of the house value. So 100 into the house, 25% holiday, cars, drugs, whatever you want to do. At that time, at the same time, the number of new council houses built in the UK in that year was 50-50. Another example of one of the pillars of government mismanagement at the time was interest-only loans. You could take one of those out and not never pay back basically the capital. And a lot of people did that when house prices were going up very quickly. Then you had the third part of it was self-certification or fast-track loans. And that was basically where you didn't really have to prove what you were earning. You just said what you are. You certified it yourself. I mean, I remember reading about this and being offered one by a mortgage broker I was working with at the time. And I thought, can it be real? And it was. So basically, you just say what you earned. And it was a place for them because self-employed people, people who were earning, who were on two or three jobs, you know, they needed them. Um, and so it did have a place in society. But as ever, human nature is they were abused. So this, this is going on you know, during the early 2000s. Uh, the housing market is getting hotter and hotter. The house prices are going up. You know, average house price in 2006-2007 reached all-time highs for that time. Then, boom, global financial crisis. And so you can see the difference between global financial crisis prior the lending that was going on, which was uncontrolled and unrestricted, to pandemic COVID lending controlled. And this is why it's a different scenario today. Okay? But at that time, you had dwindling council houses, you had loans that people couldn't take out because they had no money, they had no jobs. Uh, and so a very difficult time for them post-global financial crisis. In, 19, in 2009, the proportion of people living in council housing had shrunk from 32% in 1977 to 9% in 2009. That has since continued to fall and is now at 7% in 2018. 7%. But in 2009, if you were lucky enough to qualify for a mortgage, they were super cheap, 0.5%. Fantastic. So it allowed people with lots of, who had the money to build up bigger portfolios. 2010, new homes built, hits a new low. The number of new homes completed in the UK dropped to 139,000, which is the lowest figure since 1946. It fell by another thousand in 2013. However, we've got immigration, we've got the population growing. These people, as I mentioned last week, a lot of people who come into the country want to live in rented accommodation because they can't afford to buy, so it's booming. So the government thinks, hey, tell you what, let's create something called help to buy. And they called it a dramatic intervention to get the, our housing market moving. But it already was moving for, for the wealthy, it just wasn't moving for people without any money. And basically they offered two schemes, one to first-time buyers, uh, and then secondly to second-time buyers or, or mature market people where they guarantee the mortgages. Obviously the politicians thought it was a great idea, but the Independent Office of Budget Responsibility said exactly one week after it came out that it would only help to push up prices and have little impact on demand, which is what it did. So then we get 2015, let's put calmness down. George Osborne steps in with his size 12s and says, we'll calm the buy-to-let market down. 
increase tax bills for landlords, um, get rid of Myra's, increase stamp duty, uh, get rid of the allowances, all that sort of stuff. That's what he does. So the market starts to cool. Then we have the pandemic occurring now. We have a brief lockdown of say three, four months of the market, but then post that until today, house prices went up by 44,000 pound. That's more than an average person's income. That's how much it went up by, between 10 and 20%. And home ownership dropped to 54%, of which 46, 46 with a mortgage. So compared to the 1970s, completely different change. What's the position today? Basically the social housing sell-off followed by more than two decades of property market boom fueled by cheap credit has put people who don't own old homes, old homes in a different position. High rents make it hard to save to get a mortgage, basically because you have less and less each month, to dis, each month to dispose of. Runaway house prices mean that for some it's impossible ever to get a big enough deposit. You could save your whole life with your average disposable income in Brighton and still not have enough money to buy it, to put a deposit down on a house in Brighton. That's a fact. Low interest makes uh, property more attractive to investors who can afford to raise the deposits because they are investors. But low interest rates don't help people saving for a deposit because they get no interest on their money. So obviously there's a, there's a problem then, there's a problem now. So what policy does the UK government have? Well, let's think about it. Let's build a third of the necessary hours required to keep up with supply and demand. That's a good policy. And what does that lead to? Waiting lists for social housing are up to 18 years long. There's over a million people on the social housing waiting list. And a quarter of all people on social housing waiting lists have been there for five years or more. The number of social housing available homes is at a record low. There's 100,000 people on council waiting lists. It's quite amazing, really. And this is the, the, the policy that the, the government has taken. And now they're, they're criticising private investors for going into the buy-to-let market. And they say we need to cool it down. So the government can blame the greed and opportunism of the free market for all it wishes in reality. But it was the government that created this monster and they fed it regularly with schemes like help to buy, that didn't work. Stamp duty holiday right in the middle of the, of the pandemic. That really was only a conservative idea. These problems are not going away unless the UK government starts building social housing, build to rent and encourages more builders to build more through tax breaks, helps with logistics, it's not gonna happen. What can we do? It's staring you in the face really. We can, you know, carry on the buy-to-let market and we can buy property that will continue putting, hopefully, environmentally protected, qualifying properties out there that the public can rent. You know, we treat them, treat them on a fair basis and look after them while we wait for the government to come to its senses at some point in the future. There we are, that's the message from the message from the APW Towers. I hope you liked it this week, a bit controversial perhaps. All the best, thank you, bye bye.